You give it everything you've got, but sometimes it feels like it's just not enough. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. When I was in San Francisco to deliver a keynote, I visited the California redwoods, the famous trees. They're the tallest living things on the planet. It was my first visit and it was amazing to stand beside them and, and just see these huge, huge living things. Some of them are thousands of years old. I was able to see the tallest tree, as tall as a 36 story building with a trunk that would take 10 or 12 people to encircle around it hand to hand, arm to arm. Just amazing. When I got back to my hotel that night, I went online to learn more about the trees because specifically I wanted to know about their roots. It was interesting that as I was walking around looking at these trees, I'd occasionally find a tree that had fallen over and you know, it would have ripped out of the ground. And I was expecting the roots to be pretty deep. These trees were so tall, I thought they'd need to have a, a pretty deep root system to anchor them. What I found surprised me. They didn't have the deep root system at all. In fact, their roots only go down five or six feet, but those roots extend outward a hundred feet in every direction. And the roots of the nearby trees entangle with one another. They connect and they'll even fuse together. Those trees together anchor one another through thousands of years of storms and wind and floods. Think about that for a moment. The tallest living things on earth don't get tall by themselves. They do it together. As a leader, your trajectory and your success, especially when things get tough and you've given it your all and it still doesn't feel like it was enough, depend on your connections because you're not alone, or at least you don't have to be. You'll often hear people tell you that leadership is lonely. Well, I disagree. Leadership can be lonely, and there certainly are, are relationships you can't have with your team members for various reasons. So let's talk about the three connections I found that energize every great leader. Three connections that you want to invest in and you want to pay attention to, they will help you to lead more effectively and nourish you through some of those, those challenging times. The first connection is with your team. Of course, you're there to serve your team, but a funny thing happens when you do that you can find that your team will also serve you. You don't have to problem solve on your own. You don't have to come up with all the answers on your own. You can rely on them. Where you need to grow, they'll challenge you. If you're vulnerable and humble and confident enough to allow that to happen. When your team trusts you, they'll do amazing work with you. And when you lead well, your team makes you stronger. You can bring the tough questions to them and they'll problem solve with you. They'll hold you accountable. I have had team members confront me when I wasn't leading up to my own standards, and it was a gift. So that's the first connection, connecting with your team in an appropriate way. The second connection is with a community of your peers or colleagues. Leadership is challenging work. It's not easy, and it doesn't always feel good, and it's demanding. It can be difficult, but it's extremely rewarding if you can find a good group of colleagues who will encourage you and help you to problem solve. 
These are people who are in similar kinds of roles. Where are you going to find other leaders, other managers? Maybe it's in your organization, maybe it's in professional associations outside of your company, or maybe you start something, a meetup group, some kind of way of connecting with other leaders. And beyond the mutual encouragement and problem solving, you also benefit from spending time with people who are outside the bubble of your organization because they'll see your problems with a different eye. You get a, a different perspective, a different lens. They're going to have different experiences, or maybe they've already solved that particular issue. You know, you just get a different look. And that can both energize you as well as give you a roadmap to be able to make progress on those things. The final connection you want to invest in as a leader is a mentor or a coach. Who is helping you get better? I mean, many leaders can have a series of mentors and coaches over their lifetime. I know I have, but it's your responsibility to find them. Recently on social media, I saw an aspiring leader sit back on a forum and post something like, hey, I really wish you'd mentor me. It was a generic comment and it felt needy, as if he were a victim and he were, he were powerless to help himself. And most mentors are not going to respond to that kind of energy. You want to find people who are farther down the road, who are doing what you want to do or have the kind of influence you want to have, and approach them with a specific and actionable request. You might say something like, hey, I've noticed you are very effective at cross-departmental relationships and problem solving. I've been challenged in this area and I have some really specific questions I think you could help with. Would you be willing to mentor me in this? I promise I will take your suggestions seriously and I'll put them into practice as quickly as I can. When you ask like that, you're a lot more likely to get a yes because they know that you've thought about it, you've got specific questions, it's not a vague time-consuming type of a thing, and you're going to use what it is they share as soon as you're, you're able to. That makes mentoring or, or coaching much more attractive to somebody. As you ask, you want to accept their answer. If they say yes and they have a particular way they want to work, go with it. Follow through. One time I asked uh, somebody who I thought could mentor me in a particular arena just for an hour or two. I just needed some, some directive wisdom from this person. And they said, I would be happy to. And the thing is, over the next few weeks, I am packed. But if you will meet with me at 5.30 or 6 in the morning, I will be happy to do that. It was a reasonable request given their schedule. And I did. And I benefited from what they had to say. So accept their answer. Go with it. Follow through. If they say no, you want to honor that too. Because the chemistry's got to be there for mentoring relationships to work. And if they say no and it's not there, honor that. Now, you'll occasionally hear stories of these entrepreneurs who they fanatically follow somebody and almost stalk them for three, four, five years before that person finally says, fine, I'll give you some time. And in those kinds of stories and situations where, you know, somebody who's halfway across the world and, and they're admired and so forth, fine. And I respect those people, but the reality is in most organizations, if you stalk somebody like that and you're relentless in your pursuit of them and obnoxious about it, it's not going to win you any points and you're probably going to alienate people who you'd rather have on your side. So if they say no, respect it. And sometimes you will have established some rapport and chemistry to come back with a future request. And if you ask two or three times though, and they're not having it, move on. There's going to be somebody else. So there's also times that you'll want to rely on a coach. And beyond a mentor, coaches can provide some of that targeted, objective feedback and skill training to shorten your learning curve and help you make rapid progress with your leadership challenges. So if you're in a situation where you could benefit from coaching, 
And if you're not, you will soon be. I believe every leader can benefit from coaching. It's certainly something that has been transformative and beneficial for me, as well as the leaders that Karen and I coach. So whether it's a mentor inside your organization or somebody who's been where you want to get, or a coach who can provide that third party, that objective feedback, skill building, and shorten your learning curve, either way, invest in those connections to help you grow. Hey, this is Nora, and I have a question. Hi, David. My name is Jamie, and I'm calling in from Maine. My question is about... Hey, David. This is Julian from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. This is John from Colorado Springs. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. This is Cynthia from Baltimore. Hi, David. This is Susan from New Jersey, and my question is... Hi, David. This is Dean from Denver. I would love your advice on this. Today, we've got a tough question to answer. So if you've been listening, you know I love to answer your questions and you can send me your leadership or management related question one of two ways. You can email me david.dye at letsgrowleaders.com or you can go to the podcast website leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com. Scroll down, you'll see a big orange button and you can click that button to record your question. Tell us where you're from, your name, and your question. We'll use that in a future episode. Today's question comes from Paul, and it's a follow-up to the last episode we did, which was all about the two talent development mistakes that leaders make, anointing and staining. And Paul's question isn't about how, as a leader, you avoid making those mistakes. It's what if you feel one of those mistakes has been done to you? And I love this question because it's actually pretty challenging Uh, if you are on the receiving end of that. And I'm speaking from experience here. I have been on both sides of that. I have been certainly anointed and considered a golden child leader who, you know, I did some things well initially. And then after that, everybody thinks you're amazing and you stop getting the development you need. Or people think they don't have anything to share with you. And so what do you do in that situation? Well, one of the first things I would recommend is ask. Let people know, hey, I'd really like to grow here. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to improve. I want to get better. How can I be more effective in this arena? Would it be possible for me to take this course, this class, uh, to invest in a coach to, you know, like we talked about just a few moments ago, who in the organization is really effective at some of the things that I'm wanting to get better at? And it maybe your, your leader can help connect you to some of those things. But if you ask, you're more likely to, to get the opportunities that you're looking for. And if you ask and you still don't, well, then the next step to take is to start investing in yourself. I mean, you're doing that right now. Most likely, you were not asked by your supervisor or mentor to listen to this show. You're listening because you want to and you're taking the opportunity to invest in yourself. Well, there's so many ways to do that in today's world. So you you can read. You can listen to these podcasts. You can connect with other leaders online get in the forums and communities. Certainly subscribe to our blog. If you're not already a subscriber to the podcast, I encourage you to do that and get those leadership tools that are gonna help you take the next steps. Now let's talk about if you're on the receiving end of being stained rather than anointed. Stained again is where uh, one thing happened and now you're seen as that from then on. And so that leader who is staining is failing to recognize all of the potential. They've just narrowed you down to that one mistake and think that's all you've got. Those are harder situations to overcome, and I've certainly had that happen as well. And frankly, sometimes the characteristic that you have been stained with isn't inaccurate. It may be that that is truly part of your personality. I remember one time I was I was stained as uh, 
labeled as overly analytic. Well, I can be. That's not untrue. But it's not all that there is. And I can be very personable and very relational and, and very influential in different situations. But it required some different context and some training to get there. So when you find yourself feeling that you've been labeled and that you've been reduced to a specific scenario or situation, again, first recommendation is to have an honest conversation about it. Hey, listen, I noticed in that uh, meeting in that conversation that we had that you you had some concerns that I am uh, to this or or you see me doing this and, th and that's you think that that's going to limit my effectiveness and I want to let you know I am committed to being as effective as possible here and I don't want that to be the case and I'm curious from your perspective what it would take for me to overcome what you saw there so don't argue about it because they'll just get defensive and then you're questioning their judgment and all of that just move past it and say, hey, how can I move past this? How can I overcome this and from your perspective? And if they don't have an answer or they don't think it's possible, uh, then you'll move to plan B and start looking for other ways to do it. Or if they're really negative and say, you know what, that's impossible, you can't, I'm sorry. Then you've got to make a decision about whether that's somebody you want to continue to work with or not, or you want to find some other opportunities. But let's say that you're able to have the conversation. Hey, I really want to move past this. What do you recommend? Then take action. Take action. Start making the investment in yourself, figuring out what it is that they're seeing and ways to move past it. And then ask for the opportunities, not the transformative opportunities. You don't want to take the, the big, huge step, but look for some ways to demonstrate what it is that they said in, on a small scale. If you know they're worried that you're not influential enough, is there a group project? Is there a, a cross-departmental task force or something that you can participate in and have some influence and build some rapport and start doing some of those things and then talk with them about it? Hey, I would love to do that. Uh, can I serve on that? Great. Can we meet and follow up uh, about that experience um, You know, the next day after it's done or a week after it's done? I would love to review my performance with you and get your feedback. If you do that in a really assertive, confident way, but you're also humble enough to hear their feedback and learn and, and grow from it and take intentional steps, it's possible that you can transform their labeled impression of you because their consistent experience will start to be somebody who is committed to their own growth and development and who values that person's feedback. And let's be honest, all of us like the flattery of having our feedback valued. So when you're able to tell your, your boss, hey, listen, I really value your feedback. I want to grow. I want to be more effective. And I want to see what that looks like from your perspective. And then you take action on it. That's incredibly validating and helps somebody to see you from a different perspective. It's not foolproof. It's entirely possible that they're dysfunctional too, or that they are seeing something that uh, really is going to hinder you in that organization, that culture, or that specific role. And if that's the case, then it's time to start looking at other options. But Paul, that was a fantastic question. Definitely gets at a challenge that I think all of us encounter in our careers at one point or another. And so I appreciate you asking it. I will look forward to answering your question on a future episode. So send those in and we'll use them as soon as we can. Remember, just like those redwood trees, great leader gets to be great based on the strength of their connections. Their connections to their team, to a community of colleagues and other leaders, and with mentors and coaches. Where do you need to connect? To be the leader 
you'd want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.